Well, hello, dear listeners. It is I once again, DJ Star Sage, coming to you from the Lady Demora, where it is a sunny, quite sunny, in fact, Sunday afternoon, and it's uh, just a teetotal too close to triple digits on the old uh, barometer here. <laughs> and I think that that measures uh, humidity, but uh, it's it's still high temperatures. Anyways, I am uh, out in a mount heading to the store for a few things, and I thought I'd bring you along. You are in store for the next installment of Surely You Jest, the day-to-day life of a modern-day jester. How are you? And what have you been up to? I hope that you've been mindful of others, been checking in on loved ones, and uh, managing to catch some time with friends. Here out in not-quite-apple country, uh, hubby Billy and I have been settling into life that includes the missing puzzle piece, meaning, as I mentioned in my last show, two years ago, we lost one of our senior kitties after a uh, three-year battle with thyroid, and, uh, well, of course, when we have uh, older animals, sometimes their illnesses are just a precursor, a... um, a symptom of worse things to come, and uh, that that was the big C. So, fortunately, the the dear sweet boy was spared from having to battle that. But, uh, anyways, we are settling happily back into a routine, a rhythm, if you will, of having three little kiddos of the the furry kind. And uh, of late, it's been an exercise of uh, trying to incorporate the latest family member, the newest addition to our tribe, as uh, the two that we had previously, of course, are are both seniors, and, well, actually, um, it turns out, once a cat passes the age of, I believe, 15, they're no longer classified as seniors, they're actually considered in uh, veterinary terms, uh, geriatric. So, who knew? But that that is a little sad if you think about it, because, uh, I mean, 15 years is really not long to have someone in your life. And, you know, uh, people say, oh, folks only get animals because... Uh, they don't have children, or they've decided not to have children, and you know, well, folks are entitled to their opinion, but uh, I might argue that living with the knowledge that you're going to outlive your children is uh, a little bit harder a pill to swallow, and you know, certainly 
there are cases of misfortune, but that not being the uh, rule of thumb here. So, three kitties now, and we're uh, getting the, the little one adjusted to being around the seniors and vice versa. And I've been watching plenty of training videos to catch tips on how to uh, socialize them properly. Now, we uh, set up the social crisis, if you will, quite early on uh, as uh, we've entered the months of sitting on the surface of the sun here in the Northeast. We entered summer last week. We have curtains that we have uh, positioned in the doorways to our living room because we don't have central air in a house built in, uh, you know, half century more ago. <laughs> so we uh, we have little blasts of Arctic air here and there, and uh, it's uh, you know like the uh, the boy in the bubble situation. Uh, it's a tent, and we just uh, try to keep the puddings cool that way. But anyways, we had. Uh, the living room sectioned off and uh, decided that to best uh, promote the uh, slow introduction of our latest family member, there would be a small little doorway that would actually have a protective grate, you know, a plastic grid. And this would prevent them from, uh, well, doing harm. <laughs> But at the same time, allowing each other to see one another and, uh, you know, do the the typical um, kitty cat and dog, for that matter, uh, behavior of sniffing one another and uh, doing some mild touching. And that was for the first couple of weeks. We're in week three now. So we are um, trying to plan for uh, uh, more social interactions. And uh, at this point, we are bringing the little ones into the room together so that they can share playtime, or at least try to encourage playtime. And uh, our calico, Goldie, or sorry, Nala, is uh, a little more relaxed to the situation. She is... Uh, sort of sitting on her high throne and uh, looking upon it all as though she has nothing to worry about because her sister, the tortoise shell, Goldie, is the little tank who uh, <laughs> has more energy than one should perhaps for being, I think, 16. Uh, she is just a child an adult's body and uh, well we have not been ones to give her toys because uh, she could be a little destructive so uh, it's interesting to see the mingling of the senior and the, uh, the youngin, the toddler I guess you might say but for the most part, things are going quite well. We uh, allow them some supervised visitation of a few minutes at a time. And of course, we encourage that with 
food because you want to create a positive association of them being together. So the treat bag comes out and uh, they, they don't think uh, so negatively of the other being around if, uh, you know, they get a reward for interacting. So that is the, uh, the latest in terms of uh, our family and our household and uh, what goes on in my day. <laughs> and uh, Javi has returned to working quote-unquote more normal hours at the Gnome Zone. He finished his week of working overnights and has returned to working daytime. And there is a day or two where he goes in later. But, uh, you know, I get my time with my son, my little boy, Benny. He'll come in, we'll watch TV together, play together, and I will put on a video game. And uh, Hubby actually enjoyed an experience recently at the Gnome Zone where one of his... Uh, superiors actually recognized something he did. Uh, of course, Hubby works in uh, displays and visual elements, so they liked um, something he set up, and they took pictures and sent it up to the uh, corporate office, so apparently Hubby's boss was a little jealous about that, because he's still the new boy. But uh, a bit more on that in a little bit. So yes, Hubby continues to enjoy working at the Gnome Zone. He's still in his initial month of training. So he's still learning the, the ins and outs of things, as it were. And it has him working in, uh, well, actually in Oslo at this point. Um, the city that I used to drive to every day. But, uh, you know, thanks to the state of the world, I've had the, the privilege and the fortune to be able to work from home because all I have is a desk job, folks. I just need access to a computer, and uh, I've earned my keep for the day. So, uh, but yes, Hubby has to drive into the city and is having to learn to contend with traffic, which... Yes, in layman's terms, it's a buzzkill. And so he has to leave a little early on some days, especially since uh, during uh, the, the work days, things tend to get congested into the city. So that's certainly an adjustment. Uh, and ironic if you think about it, because uh, before we bought our house a decade ago now, I know I blinked and the, the time escaped me, we actually lived on the opposite side of the area, and uh, Hubby might have actually been closer to his job at the Gnome Zone, but, you know, we, we ended up with a nice place, and uh, it's the, the mortgage payment is still less than uh, rental on a two-bedroom, so, meh, <laughs> see? <laughs> so, well, what have I been up to? Well, I wanted to take you on a morning walk with me, but, uh, you know, I was ill-equipped. I tried out my personal recorder with uh, what I believe to be a an okay microphone extender. Uh, it was just a hands-free, you know, the, the headphones that have the, the microphone on it. Well... When I plugged that in, it didn't occur to me that that would just be swinging around as I'm going on my walk. 
and uh, it was just making a clicking, so I couldn't use the recording. I was bummed, but uh, I'm making it up, I'd like to think. So I did some adulting, or at least I started some adulting recently. Uh, I actually ended up having to to uh, reschedule a couple of times due to the uh, the state of the world and, uh, well, I, what I like to call the terrible, and Hubby calls it the plague. Uh, I tested positive a few weeks back after he did, and uh, you know, we're both vaccinated, we've had our boosters, so uh, we were only affected by a, a mild variant, fortunately. But uh, it put a, uh, a, a bee in my bonnet because while I was negative for a period there, you know, uh, courtesy says that if you've been exposed, you need to be mindful. And I rescheduled and uh, I ended up rescheduling a second time when I actually did test positive. So, yes. I mean, I'm sure that there's a fair share of you out there who probably would uh, prefer to avoid going to the dentist, but uh, I've been going to the same one for, oh, almost a decade, and I I enjoy this practice uh, simply because it's a husband and wife team who are just cute as a button. Um, they were they were both uh, Russian folks of a, of a Jewish heritage, and... Um, back in 2016, when the evil nemesis was elected, we were also stressed that uh, my dentist's wife and I shared a hug that day that I went into the office. So, yes, different days then. Uh, you know, it wasn't uh, mask wearing and gloves and the face shields and all that. Uh, but we do still do that when we go to places that are of uh, a medical nature. And uh, that also will be the case when I stop by and have my eyes checked, because I, I am in my mid-decade, and uh, I don't need the bifocals just yet, although I can't say the same for hubby. Oh, did I spill the tea? Oops. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's an opportunity to uh, change my look, uh, perhaps. I mean, uh, I myself... Um, tend to, to prefer the type of glasses that uh, you know don't have a full frame. I, li- I like the, this, the half rims, what they call it. And get your mind out of the gutter. Just means that there's uh, only uh, a glass uh, lens on the lower half, no frame. I tend to like those better because I feel like I, uh, I don't show my age as well. <laughs> or as much, maybe. And uh, I like to stick with those. But you know what? I'm going to let Hubby help me pick out um, my next set of frames, as, as, as any good spouse should do, you know, when you're, you're picking out an outfit. And uh, for goodness sake, the, the person that chooses to, to share their life with you should be the best judge of, uh, of what is, um, you know... Uh, Flattering, I guess, is the word to your your state of being. So I'm looking forward to that. And um, the reschedule with the dentist that was to to replace a crown. And I know 
Uh, you know, you 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 realize that you're getting older when a queen has to replace their crowns. <laughs> I know, bad joke. Womp womp. I I shared that with my my co my uh, coworker uh, Mario. So. Um, but yes, going to have my eyes checked, I went to the dentist, had a crown replaced, so I'm doing all sorts of adulting, is the, the way that I put it, and, um, other than that, I've been, uh, laying low, just, uh, you know, getting by at home, and, um, hoping that the reality of my work-from-home situation gets to, to keep going forward, of course, although I think it's just, uh, um, perhaps inevitable that the company is going to tell me someday that uh, they found someone else who will work for cheaper because um, that's what happens when you work in a, a union job the, the higher ups they like to remind you from time to time <laughs> at some companies it's more often uh, that uh, you're lucky to have a job and that uh, you make more than someone else because you're represented. So, but, um, you know, there are worse things going on in this world and uh, I'm sure that you probably are aware of the, the absolutely hideously awful decision made by the United States Supreme Court that overturned a more than half-century law affecting women's health. Now, since I am not a woman, but uh, I was raised by a fair number of them, I will say that this is a dark chapter in our history, and uh, we need to do something about it. These are people who were not elected. Supreme Court justices are not voted in by the people, folks. They are chosen by the sitting administration, the executive branch of the United States government. That means that you and I don't have to like who's making decisions for the laws of the land. And I, for one, think that it's high time we have more women in that who uh, are not merely the puppets of the Bible Belt. And uh, although I don't know how that's going to become accomplished, I do know that, at least as the time of recording this, I have an election here in New York State on Tuesday, June 28th, and uh, New York also has our first ever woman governor. Now, of course, in her situation, she was the lieutenant governor of a sundered governor, but it did provide an opportunity for us to have a woman in office, and I, for one, support her. I am voting for Kathy Hochul to remain in office as New York's first governor, uh, a woman governor. <laughs> and, uh, of course, I'm going to do my part to shake things up, and I highly encourage you to do likewise, because... That is our responsibility as citizens of this country. Now, uh, that is the extent of my soapbox speech there. I will kindly step down. And uh, I would like to tell you uh, for a moment <laughs> about a couple of programs that you should perhaps be watching. And uh, I 
think I may have mentioned it in the previous episode, but there's a really wonderful series on Netflix by uh, a British author who has made graphic novels about um, young adults who are exploring their sexuality in terms of matters of the heart. There's not, you know, a lot of hanky-panky. It's not uh, anything below the belt, but it is about um, not being ashamed of who you fall in love with. And of course, I'm talking about Heartstopper on Netflix. Terrific, wonderful series, as um, I've mentioned previously. But uh, I'd also like to encourage you to check out a film on Hulu. At least that's how I caught it. And it stars 90s uh, sitcom actress, actually comedian, legend, Margaret Cho. Uh, In this film, she's playing sort of a den mother of sorts. She's the... the, uh, the woman who owns this house. This film is called Fire Island, and it is just that. It's about a group of friends who goes on an annual trip to Fire Island, and um, it's a breathtaking film in that it's not the stereotypical white gay male film. There is quite a bit of persons of color. There are is a, for the most part, primarily Asian-American cast, uh, as of course you, you might have taken note of with Margaret Cho being in it, but it's very delightful because you have this group of friends, one who considers himself to be, uh, you know, a pretty boy, and uh, wears his heart on his, well, doesn't wear his heart on his sleeve because uh, He's chosen not to get involved in long-term relationships, as unfortunately uh, so many in the past of our country felt they needed to do because marriage wasn't legal. And I know there's a fair amount of you out there who, uh, you know, you have decided to tie the knot, but you're also not in a, uh, you know, typical monogamous relationship. You know, good on you if you can make that work. I'm not against polyamory. Uh, I'm I'm just simply stating, for example, that my own life has not, um, you know, brought me down that path. In this film, Fire Island is about a group of friends and uh, two in particular that are helping each other explore relationships. And uh, that's the pretty boy telling his... Uh, more everyday average Joe friend that uh, he needs to get laid this summer and that he's going to help him out. And of course, one thing leads to another and um, he ends up introducing him to a young gentleman who um, more than checks the boxes. And uh, it's a heartwarming story. It uh, has crises of faith and, uh, you know, trials of the bonds of friendship and all wrapped in a package of uh, summer fun. And, uh, you know, there is a small amount of eye candy, but it's not like we're talking Muscle Beach and, um, you know, Speedos or anything like that. 
But uh, I was sold on Margaret Cho just being in the cast, and I uh, I sat along for the ride for the rest of the the uh, people, and it was thoroughly enjoyable. Fire Island on Hulu. So the other thing that I'm going to talk about is um, the next show that we'll be discussing on Matinee Minutia. That show I do about film and television trivia with my co-host, my nerd brother, my partner in crime, Mr. Toppy Smelly. And the next episode is going to be this Friday, July 1st, as always at 9 p.m. Eastern, matineeminutia.com. Now, do you know, did you know, that uh, with the summer upon us now, the time is ticking. We are almost done with our fourth season. Four seasons, you say? Yes, we have recorded 83 episodes. So if you have been a follower of mine and you haven't yet checked out Matinee Minutia, now is the time. We will be returning after our summer hiatus uh, to uh, inaugurate our fifth season, as well as we will be having our annual sit down and review the season with Mr. Paul Chandler, Mr. Shy Yeti of the Shy Life Podcast. So stay tuned for that. But uh, this next episode, we're going to be discussing an early 80s drama comedy. This is a film that stars Mr. Burt Lancaster, who began acting in the 50s, turned to some westerns in the 60s. By the 70s, he was in a very important and notable film, Airport. I mean, maybe not important, but uh, certainly a landmark film. And uh, he was also in The Island of Dr. Moreau, as well as uh, the stars and up-and-coming Scottish actor who, in more recent years, some of you who follow the universe of Doctor Who might recognize Peter Capaldi. Yes, none other than the 12th Doctor himself was in this early 80s film. And it's about an American working for an oil company who is sent abroad to Scotland because his company is considering opening a new refinery there. But he's also sent on a mission to buy up the town. So he needs real estate. He needs land so his company can get their fingers into another pie. And um, I have not watched this yet myself. Uh, But this is called Local Hero from 1983. Burt Lancaster and Pierre Capaldi. So we will be discussing that this Friday. If you would, um, go to matinemanusha.com. You can click on the tower for streaming audio, as always. You can enter Discord to participate in the chat room. And uh, you can also, of course, go to YouTube, because um, from time to time, we uh, we like to, to wear funny things, you know, hats, and uh, sometimes I uh, go on location like a weatherman. So check us out on YouTube there. Alrighty, folks. Well, I hope that you are enjoying the beginning of your summer, that you are uh, getting a few things checked off of your honey-do lists, 
maybe making some plans for travel since uh, we haven't been doing that as much. I know uh, the gas prices, they are quite up there, but we're due to get some uh, some uh, discounts on that pretty soon, I do hear. Maybe, uh, maybe you're just going to go and spend the weekend at your family's and get in the pool. Hey, that all sounds good to me. As always, you can tweet me on Twitter at DJ Starsage and uh, email me at djstarsage at gmail.com. That is all for now. Kisses from the carriage. Bye-bye. Chubb's gone wild with Matt and Tom. Speak up. The Smellcast by Tommy Smelly. Be heard. Tastes like burning with Tim and James. Unique voices in podcasting. The Shy Life Podcast. With me, Paul the Shy Yeti.